Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumber5Casino.com. High Five Casino. The I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast, Podcast. Live. Live. You're down with Rappaport? Yes, I am. 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 You better tune in, IamRappaport.com. Because every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set, a seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit, rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track, because he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions, toasted bagel, cream cheese, and lox. This is I Am Rappaport, the show never stops. You might catch him out in public, stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo, wiggle, please. Wiggle, please. This is the I Am What's up? This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We're back to basics today. We were under adversity, but we back. Have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Oh, yeah. And we skeeting up in you. We're skeeting in anything moving. No Bruno. We're skeeting everything moving. No Bruno. Um, Fired what? Fired nothing. I Am Rappaport is here. Have no fear. On today's episode, we get on that Willie Hutch for everything moving that has to do with the barstool court. What's beef? This ain't beef. This is a small thing to a giant. Who Jay said, another podcast. Oh, yes. Another podcast. You didn't think we could do it, huh? Uh, another podcast. Yes. Podcasts are like assholes. Everyone has one, but you are now rocking with the best. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. On the show, me, G. Moody, Miles. Yo. 
Miles Davis, and Jordan Winter, yes, a.k.a. Sir. the Dust Brothers, plus the young shooter and I are going to break down our review of the film Black Panther. NBA Weekend came, saw, and has left Los Angeles. We were here for it. All that and more on a hard-hitting I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, and we're going to give you a little bit of this. I don't I mean, would you ever do that? I never do that. Never. We don't roll like that, yo. I mean, wh- wh- what do you need to do that for? I, I mean, never, ever, ever even considered looking the shit up. Nope. I mean, just in general, it's just not something I do. It's not something I do. Ain't no fact checking. Test one two two three two one one check. two one two. Is this test. thing on? Check check. Yo, let check. me get a check. One two check, one two. Oh shit, we got check, four. Check one two. Check one two. Four four yeah. mics. Is this is this thing on? Let's see. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Gang bang episode. We skeeting. Everybody's skeeting. Everybody's here except for the young shooter who's coming here later. We we can never seem to be all in the same place. At the same time to actually do an episode But the young shooter, uh, Dean Collins, will be coming in here later uh, We got to go see Black Panther uh, We're going to give our, our review for that It was very, very good um, I can just tell you, it's, it's, it's well worth all the hype and all the expectations It's, it's a true movie-going experience So uh, we're going to talk about that Obviously he's going to chime in on all the other uh, recent events but unpre- Miles Davis. Yes, sir. Have you ever been on the podcast? One time. Early. New York. Long time ago. Long time. Yeah, about, about a year. Right before we actually joined Barstool Sports. Remember, we thanked the fans. We were in the New York gloom. Yeah, I remember that. All of us. But were- we didn't all have four. We didn't. We got four mics. This is like a, like a big deal for us. That's yeah, this true. was premeditated. Yeah. yeah. This right here this was, was premeditated. This premeditated. Um, and of course, we have the three-time podcast co-host of the year, G Moody. Yep. Last name rhymes with duty. So Los Angeles has been a buzz for the last, I'd say, a week. Mm-hmm. The All-Star game came to town. It was like the fucking Ringling Brothers Circus. Um, and, of course, the All-Star game uh, has left town. It's over. The entire All-Star uh, gang, the teams, the players, the hanger-oners, the Instagram models, the pimps, the hoes, and every single thing in between that conjured upon Los Angeles has came, saw, and conquered. Um, people are continuing to talk about this uh, Fergie <laughs> national anthem. Travesty. I, I, I See, when I was watching it, I wasn't like immediately like, this is... I was. It, it, you could tell by the way... The notes were. Uh, you knew it was. This was yeah, gonna be like yeah. a, a, a. I said this shit in my mind. I said, "Man, this shit is trash." But did you think it was gonna turn out like to be like this three day discussion? Because it's still going. Oh nah, no, nah, I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know it was gonna be that bad. I, I, I like Fergie. I fuck with her. I've met her. She's cool. I, I think she tried to put too much hot sauce on the national anthem. Yeah. Like just sing the shit. Yeah. Yeah. She ended up like Carl Lewis. You probably put too much hot sauce. You end up like Carl Lewis and the Rock. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so that was a, a big to do. 
Uh, one thing that uh, you know also got talked about was was Kevin Hart opening the show. Now I will say this: when he finally did the introductions, I love that. Like he introduced the player and he snapped on him. Yeah. So he's like Kyrie Irving, yo, the Earth ain't flat. Andre Drummond, you got too many teeth in your mouth. He said the shit that we always say about Steph, which was yeah, uh, get a fucking haircut. Yeah. He said shape up. Yeah. Never, which we've been saying, and Steph is our favorite guy. Yeah. He called Drummond Chewbacca. Was it Drummond or, or, or? <laughs> Andre Drummond? He said, "What's up, Chewbacca?" <laughs> that was, I love that. They should yeah. make sure they have him do that before. But the whole musical theater thing before that, uh, I, scrap that. Yo, this isn't the Tony Awards. Yeah, I don't need a song and dance routine. It, I, like if I was at that game, I'd because you know if on TV it looked it was fine. Right. But if you're at that game and you got to watch that shit, that's just like. Like, what happened to just a layup line? Yeah, that's what I said. I texted you. I said, what happened to the layup line? It's, it's this big Broadway production. It was and, literally some Broadway yeah. shit. It's like cats. Um, but, but I liked Kevin Hart introducing everybody. Like, I would like to see a, a shorter version of that next year because him introducing you and snapping on you is, to me, that's, that's good shit. And yeah. that motherfucker's funny. Yeah, that was good. He's was just, great. I feel like he was just going off the cuff. Yeah. It looked kind of shaky at times. Yeah, he like right. which is supposed to be like if right. you're just like it wasn't scripted. Like if he's just going off the cuff, it, it's gonna be a, a little uh, a little touch and go. Right. Um, later on in the episode, we have uh, a few sick fucks of the week, um, and of course, we're gonna talk about this uh, bar stool situation. Uh, what, what what were your takeaways, uh, Jordan, on on the whole All Star game? Like, what, what what did you like? What did you not like? I loved the game Sunday. Yeah, the was game great. was great. I mean, then we didn't even talk about Saturday night, which had the skills competition, which I can, it's either they got to make that longer, or they got to do something with the skills competition, because to me, I am just not entertained by it. What's going on? You're going to see a guy crossover dribble, make a chest a Crossover pass. dribble a chair. Yeah, it's like, to me, that's... Eliminate that shit. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know why that's... Go up and back. Yeah, I love, I love the three-point shootout, although it's a little strange where, you know, guys get to choose if they're going to go from the left side to the right side. They're like, you know, dipsy do around. Give them the rules and you follow them. Right, and what, has it always been, even with the Larry Bird days, where one whole rack is a money ball rack? No. no. no that's it no. used to be that's one new. ball was yeah. the money ball on right. the rack. It was fun to watch the three-point shootout, you know, watch them do work. Love the slam dunk contest, even though I personally think there's got to be more than four people involved. I agree. Yeah. And then the game was highly competitive. But we, we can't just skip over... The slam dunk champion, our guy, Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Dave Mitch. Yo. Congr- shut I, it down. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. Throwing shit off the backboard. And I'm going to tell you right now, Donovan Mitchell is my height. Damn. He's, he's my height. I saw him again over the weekend. He's 6'3". Incredible. He ain't 6'4". He is 6'3". Now, he got... I'm known for my long arms. His arms are longer than me, but that motherfucker is 6'3". And you know what else? Dennis Smith is like 6'2", 6'3". Wow. But he doesn't even have the long arms because he was doing some crazy shit. Hops. <clears throat> and Larry Nance Jr. was was great. I think he messed up duplicating his father's first dunk because I think, although he should have freaked it instead of doing the exact same dunk because that dunk is dated and, and it looked too easy. But the fact that he had the, uh, the old Phoenix uh, uniform on uh, was dope. But Donovan Mitchell, he came, he saw, he conquered. His first dunk where he threw it off the the one backboard and caught it off. That shit's hard. Yeah. 
Iconic. Yeah, yeah he can get up. Power, finesse, <laughs> creativity. Donovan was all, amazing. Man. He didn't miss any dunks. He moves with a purpose. Unbelievable. Yeah. I was so proud of him. Me too. I was just happy for him. Like, he's a, such a good dude. Um, and if you haven't heard the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, the full Donovan Mitchell, the slam dunk champion, and in my opinion, the leading contender for the NBA Rookie of the Year, yeah. uh, uh, you can listen to the Donovan Mitchell uh, episode where he talks about being at Louisville and all the things he got, got from uh, uh, Rick Pitino. And, and last year, this time, he wasn't even considering coming into the draft. He just sort of played his way into the draft because he was working out with pros and pros were like, yo, you need to get out of college and play. Yeah. So it's a dope interview with Donovan Mitchell. Um, More short guys in the dunk contest too. I, I don't like the, the tall guys. Yeah, they, 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 don't, they get off the floor like six inches. Like Nance was cool, windmills, all that stuff, but get off the ground. It's I not agree. entertaining yeah. to me. It's not entertaining. I had an issue at the rookie sophomore game, and this is not fabricated. So Friday, before the rookie sophomore game, uh, I was the MC. Uh, along with uh, uh, Don Cartagena, uh, Joey Crack, uh, Fat Joe, uh, Snoop Dogg had an event uh, out there in, in downtown, way the fuck downtown. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I've never been that part, like that far downtown in LA. Downtown. Like it was some other shit. Like, like they had old warehouses and all that shit. I was out there in the sun for about, I'd say about four hours. Luckily, I brought a little bag with me, which I'm going to get to the bag. And in the bag, I had an extra shirt, a battery charger, and a, and a sunblock. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> okay, and a hat. Okay? Um, fortunately, I brought the sunblock and the hat. Right. Because I, we, we were, like, literally blaring. So there was a, 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 an all-rappers game uh, that Snoop Dogg put together, and everybody was in the building. Odell Beckham was in the building. Fat Joe was in the building. Jada Kiss was in the building. Young M.A. was in the building. Uh, Alvin Kamara is it Kamara? Kamara. Yo, we met New Orleans Saint running back Alvin Kamara. He's a motherfucker. He's dope. Sick. Like, I fanned out when we saw him. I was Hell like, oh, yeah. shit. It's that nose ring, that bull ring, too. Because he, he stands gets, out. He gets busy. Yeah, he's dope. Was he the rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Defensive rookie yeah. of the year was Lattimore on the Saints. So our guy's getting busy over in New Orleans. Yeah, I bugged out off of him. Michael Crabtree. Introduced himself to me, uh, Raiders uh, um, receiver who got into with a keep to leap, and and I didn't recognize him because he didn't I, like. I, it's like when these football players I talked about this before don't have their helmets on mm. and don't have like it's hard to recognize them. Right. And he was like, "Yo, what's up?" And he was like, "You you were talking shit about me." I was like, "What the fuck?" And he goes, "But you you had my back." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he was like, "You don't know who I am." Right. I was like, "I don't know who the fuck you are." And he's like. It's Crabtree, man. When oh. that chain snatches, I was like, oh, "Oh shit!" So he was cool as fuck. Michael Crabtree. Who who else is there? Nick Young Nick was there. Stephen the Jackson, Al Harrington. The game. I couldn't look Crabtree in the in the eyes after his week sixteen performance <laughs> because he 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 went yeah he goose egged championship weekend. Oh man! So he he said he's coming on the Iron Rap Sports Stereo Podcast. So we well, discussed he's gonna that have with to, him. He's gonna have to explain himself. Just give me something. That was bullshit. That, that that was the championship game in Still in the Stern, Stern League, right? Yeah, Stern League. Up nine going into Monday. Not a fucking t- not at zero. Up nine going into Monday night. Zero. Um, but we'll get over it eventually. Chris Brown was Chris playing. Brown cool. He was putting on a performance too. Yeah. You could tell he was playing into the crowd. That flip you saw that flip yeah. he did. 
Like well, he's when, only only one of the few that could actually play. Though. But yeah. that he did a <laughs> flip <laughs> when when yeah. you were talking with Odell. That was sad. Like you, you yeah. Know, Odell you, told him to do, like he said something about you. You ain't got hops, and he just stood like did a flip. It was unbelievable. That was that was some of the craziest athleticism I've seen. He he flipped like just like flipped over on like just standing there, just did a flip, and landed <laughs> on his feet. Like on some Mary Lou Retton shit. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah. I, so I was I was the MC, so I was talking shit. I had the crowd going. It was funny. Fat Joe had me. It was it was a good day. That just the sun killed me. So, but after I left you guys, because I think you stayed to see a, a concert, right? I couldn't get an Uber, and I'm way the fuck downtown. And like downtown is like we talked about it. What did you uh, name it? <laughs> I called it Little Rwanda. There's yes. some parts that are little. Rwanda. So I, my Uber couldn't get there. There was traffic. So I started walking. Now I'm walking. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I'm, I'm heading. I know that the Staples Center is that way. And it looks like it's about, I don't know, not that far. But when you start walking, you're like, yo, that shit's far. Like, you can't walk to it. So I'm walking, walking, walking. And I walk on a street that's like half tent city. And then the next street was like full tent city. So I'm like, yo, like, you know, fucking... Pay attention, like, put your phone away, like, you're in fucking tent city. I don't know where I'm going. Like, there's no stores, there's no 7-Elevens, there's no nothing. My battery's sort of dying, and I'm like, where, what the fuck? Um, That's a movie right there. Yeah. That's that three-block radius yeah. <laughs> you might never get out of. No. So so, so I, 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 I sat down on the bus stop, and I called the Uber guy. I was like, yo, I moved. I'm at wherever the fuck I was. And he was like, I'm across the street. So luckily, oh, okay. money uh, <laughs> found me, and he took me to the Staples Center. So when I get to the Staples Center, it's a shit show. Uh, it's the America versus the, the world uh, team game, and, you know, there's just crazy security and all that stuff. So... When I go to get into the Staples Center, the guy says to me, Michael Rapport, what's going on? He said, you can't bring that bag. I go, well, what do you fucking mean? You can't bring, you can't bring the backpack. He goes, it's fucking barely, there's nothing in there. I got a charger, got my fucking sunblock, I got an extra shirt, my baseball. Doesn't matter, you can't bring it. What the fuck, man? He's like, I'm sorry, Mike Rap. You sorry, my you know my fucking name. You right, can't, you can't like, I said, look in the bag. This is what I got. I don't fucking anything in there. I understand you're doing your job, but you're I'm sorry, Mike rapping yeah. me. He's like, nah, I can't do it. I said, I Ubered here. I don't even know where the fuck. I didn't drive. I didn't park. I, I can't get in. He's like, I can't. So I fuck this shit. So I go to another one. Another guy Same. with the fucking mic rap bullshit. Same shit. <laughs> Won't let me in the, in the building. This guy, Luis. And I'm like, fucking Luis. So you're going to fucking tell me, oh, I like your work, but I can't get in there. And women are walking in there with purses. Mm. You should have told him, I'm in transition. That, I, that's what I wind up doing. <laughs> you so said, you I said tried that? one more time. They didn't let me in. So I went to another one. Two women before me. Purse. Purse. I go, they're like bags. This is a purse. This is my purse. Mm -hmm. They didn't know who I was. This is my purse. This is my right. You have a you can look at it before you. This is my purse. Right. That's what you gotta start using now. You can't discriminate against yeah. me. That's right. Go ahead, sir. They don't want that. They don't want no trouble. And they let me in. Yeah. I, I put that shit around like my shoulder and, you know, fucking, you know, walked in there with a little switch in my ass. <laughs> like, to let them know. It's, That's I, right. I, that was the only way I was getting in all that mic rap, I'm a fan, butt nope. shit. Got me nothing. Um, so, I mean, the All-Star game was uh, was great. I, I liked it. Everybody seemed like they had fun. It was more competitive. I think next year they should even step it up. They should pick the teams right on the court like a, um, like a pickup game. Right. I got Steph. I got this one. I got Drummond. Right. I got Harden. Yeah. Bubba, boom. Let's go. Right. Get, uh, the jerseys are there. They right. said they're going to televise yeah. it next year. 
They should. There's no secrets. They need to. You don't get picked. You get offended. Bust his ass. That's how we do it. That's if, how it's if, always if been done. you're offended that you yeah. last pick, bust his ass. Right. Or, you know, whatever. You know, you're putting together the best team. So, that was that. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, we had the situation with Barstool. Now, let's go back to the beginning of Barstool. We signed with Barstool last June, June of 2017. And it went down like this. For a few months before, my, my first time I heard about Barstool was actually from you, Jordan. You're like, oh, this company Barstool, this guy KFC, he wants you to come up to big podcast. It'll be good for our podcast. This is probably 2016. Right. This was before they even had the headquarters. They had a little cubby hole in, ta- yeah, in Times Square. And actually, that was the first podcast that uh, both you, Michael, and you, Gerald, were on together. Yeah. Was on were you KFC? there? Yeah, I was there with this guy. Yeah. On, on KFC Radio. Yeah. I mean, KFC Radio is the oldest podcast on Barstool, even though Barstool it ain't going nowhere, is self-admittedly has been behind the podcast eight ball. They should have started it a while back, and that's part of the reason that they courted us. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But that first time we went, because Jordan was like, "It's a big podcast. Yeah. They have a big fan base. Go in there and do your thing." Right. And me and Moody went in there, and we did our thing. And I literally walked out of there like, "This is a big podcast. These fucking clowns said it to him." These fucking clowns, because I felt like we were professional basketball players playing three-on-three at the YMCA. We had to slow everything down. (laughs) No flavor, no style, basic bullshit. And I remember being like, if this is a big podcast, we're going to take this shit over. This dude is fucking corny. It was surprising. It was like, oh, wow, this is a big shark? You know what I'm saying? And we was like, yo, this shit is kind of whack. Yeah. Honestly. But the dude was all right at the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was cool. He was, he was on our dick. He, yeah. was on, he was on our dick. He was, he was on, they were begging for us to be on the podcast. And then after that, uh, uh, part of my take, begging, come on the podcast. And every single time I went on their podcast, tore the shit up. Yeah. So they wanted me back, wanted me back, wanted me back. And I would do it because, yo, my get down, my policy is time and place. If I fuck with you, you're cool with me, time and place. So I would do their podcast. Then about... This is probably like early last year, 2017. They hit up me, they hit up Jordan, whatever, and they were like, we want you to start, you know, think about coming to Barstool. This fucking clown, uh, uh, Dave Portnoy and Big Cat, they came out. I had lunch with them. We want you to come to Barstool. We think you're you're the best ranter. You're content. You're unlike anybody else. You shake things up. Lala, we had barbecue, uh, some fucking place. We're talking to them, met with them one more time. We want you to come. I went to the office and all this shit. We, everybody's like, oh, they're like big fans or all this shit. We want you on Barstool. You're the best. Blah, 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 blah. So our contract was up. And our contract was up at where? We were at CBS Radio, and they wanted us to come back at CBS. Of course. So we we're had, the best in the business. Right. We were courted by CBS. We were there for two years. And then when we were going to be free agents, we were courted by a number of companies and Barstool being one of them. And they expressed that, you know, things were going to be good together. That we they were wanted us bad. They, you do this, we do that. We want, but this is what the deal was. Cause this whole thing, you got fired and all this. I was never an employee at Barstool. The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast was never an employee of Barstool. So get that motherfucking shit straight. We were independent contractors. Our contract said that. 
Our payments say that. We never were hired full-time by Barstool. We weren't salaried. Yeah, we're yeah. not salaried. We're not like, you do what we say. You, no. you, you, you do this amount of shit, la, la, la. We went to Barstool for them to house our podcast and for me to do videos. They wanted those videos. Mm-hmm. They wanted that fire because they know I bring the motherfucking noise. They know I bring the motherfucking ruckus. They wanted that shit. Dave was like, we want your fan base, and, and you could get off our fan base. But he said that shit a few times. I want your fan base. We, we want your fan base to come to Barstool. Cool. It's all good. The money made sense. We were like, it's a good thing. But collective, we, we had said from the beginning. We had said it from the beginning. The, the undertone. They're not saying it, but, the, but you could feel it. We knew what they were going into it. We had discussed it. We were fully aware of the kind of company that they were. Um, <clears throat> their ups and downs, everything they do in the media. But we decided that for our podcast at the time and for the financial you know, stability that they were offering, that it was the move for us. And we thought that us coming in there would be like the beginning of like sort of integrating that motherfucker. We right. were there talking five, ten year, you know relationships with these guys we were talking about building our brand synonymous with barstool and this is what they were kicking to us yes it was agreed upon we had great conversations they were kicking this to us we weren't like kicking it to them they were kicking it to us selling us we want to do this we want to do that we want you to do a housewives podcast we want you to do an nba podcast we want you to do a fantasy football podcast which we wound up doing the fantasy football follies and as soon as we signed the fucking contract as soon as we went up there, I remember the first fucking time I went up there as an employee, I said something to these motherfuckers. I was like, these motherfuckers don't say hello when somebody walks in there. There's like when if you walk into this fucking shithole office and for, for somebody who talks all this fly shit about we're a hundred million dollar company, their office is a fucking pigsty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fucking shithole. The whole place stinks. <laughs> it stinks. The whole place stinks. They don't give a fuck. And I'm not talking about New York. None of them are from New York. Nah. Okay? So the first time I went up there, I was like, I, I was just like, I, I spoke about it on the radio. Like, they don't say hello. They, like, they don't greet you. Like, just basic shit. You don't need no red carpet. Say, yo, what's up? This is so-and-so. Like, it was just some, some funny style shit. Mm-hmm. And, yo, this was a problem from the beginning. And inevitably, it all came down to this, all this firing they firing? They act like they're shutting me down. I've been rocking in this shit before Barstool. I'm going to continue rocking after this shit. Like, we fired you. Mm. Like, you crippling me. Peep me this morning on Fox. I'm, I'm never going to stop rocking. That's it. But from the beginning, it, everything was a struggle. From the most basic things to, yo, we want our t-shirts butter soft. We want the tri-blend Buttersoft t-shirts. They send out the t-shirts like, yo, this ain't the Buttersoft t-shirts. Right. That was one. <laughs> like, just like the most basic things to, like, the, 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 what's this fucking guy that was, that was tweeting? Oh, uh, his name is Keith. Keith K. Marco? Yes. K. Marco, who posted my email. Did he post your, he posted your personal emails? He posted my email. He cropped my name out. Remember, he posted three emails, two of which ha- say from you. Actually, it says Michael, uh, from Michael and CC, Miles and Jordan. But he posted an email that I wrote from Team I Am Rappaport. Right. In a very polite way. Jordan's not like me, by the way. Very polite, very diplomatic, very friendly. And he said, what in this email? I was just telling them because they had put the newsletter out. Which, right. Which I the had, Barstool newsletter. Yeah. The email newsletter, which I had signed up for because 
I'm everywhere. I'm always watching. I've seen every single thing that Barstool does. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, app, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. You know where the bodies are buried. And we've met a lot of great stoolies. Let me preface this by saying this. All the fans out there that fuck with Barstool, that fuck with us, we fuck with you. There's so many fans out there. We can't generalize all the fans. Right. And I've met tons of fans in New York, some fans in Los Angeles. When I was doing the big three, we fuck with you guys. We're not generalizing you, okay? And we're not generalizing the people at Barstool. The ones who are cool, the ones who, who, who I didn't hear from, the ones who didn't chirp in, those, the ones who were cool with me were the ones who were cool with me from the beginning. You could feel it. But there was this, this player hating from the beginning. And this guy, what's his name? Well, I call him Keith. Keith. His name's Keith Markovich. So he K Marco. Fuck him. Whatever. He listen. I hate to say I told you so because throughout the player hating that's been going on, we were like, this guy's player hating. This guy's player hate. Like we could just tell because th- there was an email that was sent out between us. I think the ones that he posted where you know he gave like a, a snide response back like i don't run this and as miles can attest to every time we asked anybody for everything the buck was our always passed on it was never anybody's responsibility and then never accomplished and they're oh, like man. proud like oh rapaport and his team were asking for this Look, we're asking for that that's i'm asking job. you because because i'm a star motherfucker you, i come into the motherfucking place and as portnoy said uh, i'm not going to confirm or deny as portnoy said in his tweets I've been paying Michael Rappaport hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm Michael Rappaport. I don't give a fuck that you've been there since 2009. So when I come there and I ask you to do something, do it, motherfucker. Do your fucking job. The Patriot way. Just do your fucking job. <laughs> right. And he's like, well, they were begging to, they begging to do shit. The only thing I'm going to beg to do is for you to bear and grit when I'm skiing all up in that ass. I want you to take that nice. I'm going to beg you to take that nice. Don't squirm when I'm skiing. Let me ski. And, and didn't he say something on the radio to the effect of, what did he say? Oh, he said that he never watches any video that Michael Rappaport no, posts. No, he never watched. Right. So mm. it's funny. How are you going to grow the brand right. of I Am Rappaport if you're never watching the videos? Like, you're not there to be the judge. I'm the judge. Right. My shit is dope. Every single video should have been posted on the blog. Mind you, they gave us the keys to the Twitter and the Facebook no one ever helped us. We, Miles and I were doing double duty. We were doing other Everything. people's jobs. They didn't there. want us to. They didn't want us to shine. Yeah, that's all it is. They, they didn't want agenda. us to. Sh- they didn't want us to shine from the beginning. And as soon as this little bullshit happened, which is this, basically, is this? You heard last week on the podcast we had uh, Sean Latham, the rough and rowdy shit, which I should ask for a percentage for, because I I made that shit into something, just on my own. On the strings, because that's what the fuck I do. Like, they're like, promote Rough and Rowdy. Okay, I'm going to do it how I'm going to do it. Right. And then so they said that you didn't promote Barstool Sports. You went out of your way to call into Pat McAfee's show. Out of your way to have Sean on the podcast. Tweeting. This is, he's going to fuck you up. I'm doing this to promote the fight. Absolutely. And then, so anyway, so the way Rough and Rowdy went down is Sean wind up losing in a split decision, which I think Sean won the fight. A lot of people think Sean won the fight. And it was very fucking clear that something was off with motherfucking Smitty during the fight. You called it while we were watching. I said, this motherfucker's on steroids. Right. So then I started tweeting at this motherfucker after the fight. Are you on steroids? Are you on steroids? And this motherfucker, Smitty, 
Every single time before that, he respond back. He respond back. Wouldn't respond. And I'm like, why is this motherfucker not responding? Wouldn't respond back. Wouldn't respond back. Put a video up. Yo, I'll bet you right now, and I don't know if I said, I put a video up basically saying, are you on steroids? There's a steroid. Are you on steroids? Answer the question. No response. No response. No response. And then it became a whole, he's talking as you're a fraud. You owe me money. By the way, I was thinking about this whole you owe me money. Anybody who's played fantasy football knows this guy's saying we made a fantasy football bet. If you play fantasy football or fantasy sports or anything on DraftKings, whether it's $5, $10, $20, if you make the bet and the, and the game goes through, the money is already in DraftKings. So if we played fantasy football on DraftKings for what he's saying is $2,000, the money would be in there. And the thing is, you didn't accept the bet. He ended up playing someone else because the money was in there. And he won. He beat the other person. So No, he lost. No, he won. He won? He won $2,000. So because you didn't bet him, he won $2,000. I don't know how that ends up being that you owe him money. He's fucking full of shit, man. He's full of shit. So anyway, these motherfuckers are talking shit on Twitter. And one of these little fucking hoes was like, they're like, I'm a stoolie. I'm a stoolie. And I'm like, yo, first of all, I'm going to throw this at you. Our age demographic, from, from Humphrey Bogart movies all the way to all this shit, what is a stoolie? A snitch. A snitch. If you look up, like, that's a slang for a stoolie. A snitch, yeah. a rat, a fucking dog, yeah. a mutt, someone who can't be fucking trusted. So one of these little fucks was like, I'm a stoolie. And I was like, yo, if you're a fucking stoolie and you're claiming to be a fucking stoolie, you've lost in life. Then the barstool people Blood came out. in the water. You... I, I saw that happen, and I knew that that's what you were referring to. And by the way, he wasn't being this, – this random fan wasn't being kind to you. It's he, he had said that if you polled all the stoolies, most of them won't like you. This right. is, is the 10,000th person who's coming at you, and I see the, the hate. I see the vitriol. I don't know how you put up with it. I mean people say, oh, it's crazy that w- what he's tweeting out to people what he's saying, but, you know – I would be talking that way to people too. I would be saying all kinds of shit to people the way that people come at you. And my point is this. Like, whether you like Coca-Cola, ESPN, ABC, uh, Days of Our Lives, or, or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like, whatever brand of shit you're into, to let this fucking clown, David Portnoy, this fucking bitch-ass, sashaying, pizza-reviewing motherfucker who comes out of the pizza parlor, sashaying... Like he's holding Skittles up in his fucking asshole. <laughs> Brainwash you into thinking you're a fucking stoolie. Or if you like Barstool, you should refer to yourself as a stoolie. Your fucking parents didn't raise you right. You could fuck with Barstool. You could be a fan of Barstool. But to refer to yourself as a stoolie and let this motherfucker capitalize on that shit. You're fucking corny. So if you're like, I'm a stoolie, I'm a stoolie. Get the fuck out of here. You're talking shit to me. You're a fucking stoolie. Right. It's not like you posted saying that it was someone attacking you period so then that was it these guys start saying this and the rest of the uh barstool we're coming to this we're it was i mean in order to find that tweet that you had put out in a response to a random angry miserable fan that takes a little bit of work like you don't see those tweets randomly you have to be searching for that type of stuff right and you know K. Marco, Keith, who is definitely looking for some more shine because he's been popping up more in videos. You're not, you, let me, K. Marco, you ain't got it. 
I've been in this motherfucking shit for years. You ain't got it. Stay the fuck behind the scenes. These motherfuckers are so gassed on themselves that they think, I'm going to be a star. I could do this. If he could do this, I could do You ain't got it. You ain't shit without that bar stool. You ain't shit without that bar. This motherfucker looks like a Siamese cat. (laughs) So what ends up happening, he puts it out there, and he's, I believe, the third person who has worked at Barso, who Big is fucking deal. at Barso, but he's the one who kind of gives the other bloggers permission to write about things, you know, yay or nay, what they're going to be putting out there. So once he kind of gave the green light to tweet about the situation, that's when the kind of, you know, the, the avalanche came through and their baseball guy jumped in and their golf guy jumped in. And it was just like, you know, an onslaught. People you can tell people have been rooting for our demise since we fucking got there. Yes. It was so obvious. And it has nothing to do with the content. It's because nothing. they're player haters. Right. Period. It's been like that since we signed. They're player haters. None of those motherfuckers are... None of them. The only one who could maybe do something beyond Barstool is McAfee. Okay, because he knows football and he got a great personality. And maybe Big Cat. But his shit... He got a big fan base. But other than the rest of these motherfuckers, those chicks in the office... Yo... Stay in the motherfucking office. Uh Y'all, y'all ain't shit. Uh (laughs) Y'all ain't shit. Okay? You have no, like, all these fucking blogging ass, it's 2018, you still hype that you blog? There was something that Sean alluded to. Who's Sean? Sean Latham. When he was on our our podcast last week, something that he alluded to that I found interesting for uh, an employee of Barstool to be talking about. He said that the cultures of the Heartland office versus the HQ office, you know, Heartland is one that's built out of love, which I can understand because that's the kind of guy that McAfee is, having spent some time with him. He's a good dude. uh, He's a very, very down to earth. And I spoke to McAfee, all this shit went down, and I said, I I appreciate you keeping the shit G. And they spent some time at the HQ office and so Sean said that like it's it's definitely people are going at each other more. And Miles and I sp- has spent some time in there with you. We've spent some time in there going to business meetings there. Barstool Sports is a culture of hate, right? And that's not how we get down. No. Anyway, so this so this motherfucker Sunday morning, I got all kinds of texts and shit like that. I woke up about eight forty five on Sunday morning. Uh, this motherfucker Dave Portnoy. Mark ass ho, who I promise you, I have a sneaky suspicion this clown ass motherfucker bleaches his asshole. Okay, oh. I, I just have a suspicion he bleaches his <laughs> asshole. Okay, because he's one of these manscaping bitch motherfuckers who's doing every single thing he can to try to make himself look attractive to the world. You're not attractive, Duke. You're not the Wolf of Wall Street. You're not Leonardo DiCaprio. You could give yourself hair plugs. You could be eating salad. You could be on diet pills. I don't give a fuck what the fuck you do. You're not the wolf of Wall Street. He's told me, like, I'm charismatic. You're not charismatic. Okay? You don't look good. You're not charismatic. And I promise you, I have a sneaky suspicion. I can't confirm it, but I won't deny it, that you bleach your asshole. Mm. (laughs) Mr. Tough Guy, Mr. Mr. Shit Talk, didn't even have the fucking courage to call me up and be like, you were talking shit about stoolies, you were talking shit to my employees, you're fired. You didn't even have the fucking balls to do it. Mr. Guy they call El Prez, you ain't the fucking president. I'm the motherfucking president. 
I run this motherfucking shit. I rant better than you. I'm funnier than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm more successful than you. I don't give a fuck how much money you have. I got stacks. My family got stacks. I don't give a fuck about your private place. You're about the common man. You're not the common man. You grew up, your father's a lawyer. Talking about you, the common man. You're not the fucking common man. This is a type of Jew. He's a Jew. And I'm a Jew. This is a type of fucking Jew who does everything you can to not acknowledge that he's a Jew because he's at Barstool because he knows his audience, these stoolies, they don't really fuck with Jews. Yeah, they'll hang them out to dry. This is the kind of soulless bitch ass asshole bleaching motherfucking Jew this is. You just revealed this shit now. <laughs> this is the type of motherfucker who goes out of his way that people don't know he's a Jew. Oh. That's not like something he's like like that he wears on his shoulder. Right. Trump voting motherfucker. That's a fact. I asked him on the fucking show. Motherfucker looked at me like he got hit with a fucking shovel. I asked him one time when we were doing that <laughs> that rundown. Trump, I was like, my, I was like, over oh, Trump. Yeah. You voted for Trump and you're Jewish? It's a good point about the Judaism because I the only time I ever heard him refer to it was during Super Bowl week when he was talking to Julian Edelman, another friend of the I'm Rapport Stereo podcast, who confirmed that he's Jewish on the podcast. Why Would've, downplay that? He downplays it. Why? Because his audience. Oh, these, these the stoolies. The fucking stoolies. Why? They wouldn't they wouldn't like Jew, Jewish yeah, they, people? They'd have a problem with it? No. Soulless Jew. And his father is on my dick. Oh. His pops is on my dick. He's on, he said it many times. Yeah. I'm a big fan of your work. Fan of you were justified. You on my dick. And his father was talking shit, tweeting like, oh, I, I was a fan of some things Michael Rappaport was in. Oh. oh, but I'm not a fan of him in real life. Yo, so why don't we do this? Why, why don't we do this? Why don't you get your man Mike Portnoy? I get my pops. We play two-on-two basketball. The Rappaports versus the motherfucking Portnoy's. Or we could play doubles tennis. Or, or we could get it popping on some tag team shit, on some WrestleMania shit. My pops is 84. He will fuck Mike Portnoy up. Oh, it's a Starve David tournament. <laughs> we get this shit popping. All right? Fucking soulless Jews. Not proud to be Jewish. Don't wear it on your sleeve. Don't talk shit about being Jews. You're ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Matter of fact, yo, fuck all this shit. This motherfucker, oh, I fired you and all that shit. We took over your motherfucking account. I came out on the Barstool account, chest naked. Took that shit over. Took the fucking account over. We hacked that shit. <laughs> chest naked. Chest naked. Miles, yo, I'm going to line these motherfuckers up one by one. Look at that motherfucking Willie Hutch. <laughs> oh, let me hear it. Let's let it rock for a minute. They don't know what the fuck is going on. No, 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 no. You sent your little fucking stooly, no-life, nerd-ass motherfuckers into our I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast account. To give us bad reviews, we're the motherfucking five-star generals. We have t-shirts that says five-star podcast. I don't give a fuck if we're one star, 
No star or two stars. You can fuck with the ratings all you want. Nobody fucking reads ratings for a podcast. You hear, is it fire? And it's not fire. And you listen. I've never re- listened to a review. People don't go to, oh, I'm going to look at some reviews of podcasts. Can't do us none. Every single thing that you have on Barstool isn't as good as the I Am Rappaport Stereo Pocket. Part of my take ain't as good. No disrespect to my guys out in the heartland. I fuck with you, but you can't rock with us. All your motherfucking dad and me, your hockey shit, your chicklets, your motherfucking laces up. None of that shit is good. Funnier, we're realer, music is better, theme song is better, I'm better, we rant better, we kick it realer. Better co-host, better production, better sound, better everything. Not one motherfucking thing. I don't give a fuck that part of my take is number one. These motherfuckers beg these stoolies to subscribe and unsubscribe to get their ratings up. Subscribe, unsubscribe. Fuck your ratings. That's like motherfucking TV dinners. Your podcast is a motherfucking TV dinner. You're not going out to eat at a Michelin star rated motherfucking restaurant listening to that bullshit. Without your guests, you ain't shit. You can't even do an episode without your guests. The biggest thing that happened to Barstool last year was the cancelization of their fucking ESPN show. And I'm glad. Motherfucker was crying. Tears coming out of his face when his show was canceled. Let me listen to that Willie Hunt. Damn. And they were like, we'll be back. You ain't gonna be back. Your show ain't getting picked up. You got canceled months ago. You thought you were alive and kicking, and it was like you became folk heroes. Where the show at, Duke? How come no one came for you, Duke? You ain't on Viceland, Duke. You ain't on HBO, Duke. You ain't on Showtime, Duke. Nobody's coming for that Barstool Van Talk bullshit. You motherfucking won and done like Lonzo Ball. You did one show, they canceled your shit. Plus, Barstool. You talk all this shit, you went right into the frat houses all across this country for this tailgate show. We're going to go to the moon. We're going to do this. We're going to change the way people watch college football. You went to this city. You went to that city. Right into your core fan base. Did a bullshit tailgate show. Shit got shut down. You said that you mutually agree. You didn't mutually agree to shit. Nobody was watching that shit. And you were there with your biggest fucking fans. This 40-year-old bleached asshole motherfucker mm. hanging out in frat houses. This ain't old school. You ain't Will Farrell, Duke. You ain't Luke Wilson. This ain't Animal House, Duke. You ain't John Belushi. You about old, as old as that motherfucker, though. You 40 <laughs> hanging out in frat houses. Yeah. You get no ass. I don't give a fuck how many hair plugs you get. You should get arrested for, for being at a fucking frat house you at 40, 40 years, years old. hanging out at the frat house. You went right into the frat houses. And McAfee was the best thing on that show. You're whack. You're whack. He goes on late night shows because Peter Chernin runs Barstool. And, oh, people will watch. Your shit don't translate. You don't go viral. You're not that dude. You got these little 20-year-old kids telling you you dope. You're not dope. Yeah, 17, 18-year-old cornballs in the motherfucking house on the ham radio. You're not that dude. You went on Seth Meyers with that bullshit pizza review shit. Nobody cared. That's that's what they do? That bullshit pizza review shit. This guy's like talking about he's Mr. Boston. He's not from the city of Boston. This barstool, sweaty motherfucker, he's not from the city of Philadelphia. 
You got people representing the cities they're not even from. David Rappaport, Michael Rappaport, two on two, Dave Portnoy, and Mike Portnoy. Let's get it popping. Let's get it popping. Two on two. My father's 84 years old with a bad foot. I play for $500,000, two on two. Get your pops. I got my pops. I'll bust your ass. I will punch your father's shit too. When he goes up, I'm gonna block his shot. <laughs> common man, you ain't no fucking common man. You're a fucking, fucking soulless Jewish twerp. Don't speak up on anything. You don't take stands on anything because you're a money grubbing slut mouth. Motherfuckers told me emphatically over and over and over you cannot post, you cannot speak on Donald Trump on our website. That's a fact. But they always talk about Trump. They'll always speak on politics if it's off. I come with a rough, rugged, and raw. We can't post it. The Tiki Torch rant that I did that went, that was the biggest viral thing I ever did. They pulled it. They say we don't do politics. They have a political um, Instagram account. They do politics when it makes them look good. They told me you cannot post anything about Trump. That freaked them out. I'll tell you something else about Dave Portnoy that freaked them out. When I was down there at the McGregor fight, the McGregor Mayweather fight, which I talked about on this podcast, I had a great time. This motherfucker asked me three times that night and one time on the radio when I was on the radio with Tommy Guns, Tommy G, when that whole uh, um, prison mic thing. He said this to me. You're walking around Vegas. I'm the motherfucking president. Nobody knew who these, these fucking clowns were. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. I'm walking around. You, you know how it is when mm-hmm. I go out. Everybody was out there. White people, black people, Irish people, all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who people are saying something to. And a majority of the people that were saying something to me when I was with this fucking Dave Portnoy, this fucking what, Dan Katz. Ain't no fucking big cat. Your name is Dan. Shave that motherfucking mustache. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. You a gimmick. Call me up Sunday morning talking regular. Call me up Saturday night when all this shit was going down talking regular. And then you get on your little fucking part of my take shit. Talking shit. You don't even have the fucking ball. It's another soulless Jew. Shave your fucking mustache. Nobody knows who the fuck you are, you gimmick. (laughs) 30-year-old fat fuck with a mustache. I'll tell you something else about Dave Portnoy that freaked him out. When we were down in Vegas, he said this to me three times the same night. Why do all these black guys know who you are? Every single black guy knows who you are. He has a problem with that. (laughs) Then he said on the radio, and I quote, every single black guy came up to him. They treat him as if he's black. I never seen anything like it. What the fuck is you talking about, dude? What does that mean? Why, why does it even stick? This is the guy. See, this is that. That's that mindset. That's a fa- the, the, the last thing I said is all, you can look it up. Look up the last time I was on Barstool Radio with Tommy G. He said it on the radio. Yeah. He's so fucked up in his head that he feels comfortable enough to say that on the radio. Right. He was like fascinated by black people coming up to me. That's a look into the mind. Yo, Miles, let me get this cry. Because I'm going to get this. <laughs> This KFC motherfucker with the face. KFC motherfucker, you was was just coming out of it. You was caught 
cheating on your wife when she was about to give birth a few days before. This is all documented. You were caught cheating on your wife three or four days after she gave birth when she still had the vagina stitches in her motherfucking vagina recovering from what I hope was the birth of a healthy child. You're out cheating on your wife while she got vagina stitches? Mm. And you're talking shit to me about some Lily Taylor shit that happened in 1997? You got the motherfucking nerve to talk shit to me about, about anything. Your wife had vagina stitches in her and you got the face. He got the long face. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to go to motherfucking Arizona, checking with your guy Harvey Weinstein and get in that clinic, motherfucker. You got a problem. You're a piece of shit. You're a shit bag. You're a hoe. With the face. Go to Arizona and fuck with Harvey Weinstein. You got a problem. You cheated on your wife while she had the motherfuckers, while she had the diaper on. After you give birth, you got the diaper on. Your shit is split open. Mm. And you're out in the hotels running around with chicken heads. Your wife dragged you. And I just did too. I'll tell you another thing about this Portnoy motherfucker. When I went on the Howard Stern show to promote this book has balls, sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash, which my book is better than, yo, my book is better than their entire fucking blog dictionary. You can take all their blogs accumulated and none of it is as good as this book has balls. I put that book up against your whole crew. Put your best shit up there. You regurgitate and steal other people's stories. That's all they do. They'll see a story on ESPN. All these places that they say they hate and they don't fuck with. And then they revamp it and then put it out there. You're not original. My book is original. I put it up against all the blogger shit. But who's the best blogger there? Fucking blogger. In two- I think motherfucker stopped blogging. What did he say? This motherfucker was so upset that when I went on to Stern Show with Howard, with Fafafui, with the whole crew, that I didn't bring up his name. Yo, I'm on Howard Stern show. Howard ain't fucking with you, David Portnoy. He don't give a fuck about you. You're not Howard Stern. You don't got it. When you go on talk shows, you don't make noise. When Howard Stern went on the Letterman show and all that early on in his career, he made iconic performances. You go on the Seth Meyers show, crickets. Nobody gives a fuck. You ain't got it. You ain't got it. You might placate these fucking little bitch ass stoolies, and I'm not generalizing it. They might think you're dope, but you ain't dope. You ain't dope. This motherfucker's upset. When I'm on Howard, so why am I talking about you? Who, who is you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody knows you. The king of all media is not fucking with you. He's not impressed with this little bullshit. It's a hundred million dollar company. I'm on a private jet. The king of all media ain't saying that shit. Baba Booey don't give a fuck about these guys. Johnny Manziel. We let you slide last week, Johnny Manziel. When you came out on your little recovery tour, yeah. you went to go see, uh, was it my man Strahan? Oh, he was on Good Morning America. He was on Good Morning Everybody America. Everybody goes there to, to he, he, bleed their fucking heart. Yeah, he came on there to, to like for his recovery tour. That's the first stop, and then he went on part of my take, and... Of course they love him. Johnny Football. Johnny Football, you ain't shit. You need to send your Heisman to Big Mike Evans. He got you that Heisman. You came into the NFL. You're not ready for that, you little fucking twerp. Get into a flag football league. That's as far as it's going to go. Right. This motherfucker, like, why are you going on Johnny Manziel? Johnny who, Manziel. Who said that? Johnny Manziel's on Twitter 
talking shit, not saying my name, but trying to talk shit. I'm gonna tell you something, Johnny Manziel. Yo. I'm gonna call you Johnny Coquette. You ain't Johnny Football. Word. You on that douche, that Tina, that chalk, that glass, motherfucker. You need to call your motherfucking sponsor and tell him you're about to have a slip up. You're not getting in the NFL. You wanna buy a t shirt with my face on it? Motherfucker, you better get yourself a hoodie sweatshirt because the only place you're playing football again is hopefully Canada. Corny ass motherfucker. <laughs> Crackhead, cluckhead. It's got talking shit. This motherfucker's supposed to be on a recovery tour talking shit. Yeah. Stay off of Twitter, motherfucker. You're gonna be in a motherfucking rehab soon. They ain't gonna be the NFL, I'll tell you that. You're not getting in the NFL. You worry about we, me. We already saw that. We already saw that. Then you started sniffing pills and all that fly shit. Because you couldn't compete in the NFL, then you go to the pills. Talk about one and done. Yeah, that's Talk what, about one and yeah, done. Come on, man. You're not getting back. Your little workout videos. You're not getting back, Duke. I can make workout videos also. You're not getting back in the NFL. Complete that throw. You better go to a fucking meeting. You better call your sponsor and get some shit off your chest before you have a motherfucking slip up. Oh, I'm on. Oh. Nobody oh. gives a fuck about all that, man. Well, I'm really sorry. What about the huddles? I'm just, I'm trying to just. Can you get back in the league? I'm, I'm nah, really... you're not getting back in there, oh, man. Well, I'm sorry. I'm nah. Johnny Football. Nah. I'm baseball. A... Yeah. Go to baseball. Go to play baseball like with Tebow. your man Tim Tebow. Y'all yeah. be the shortstop and the motherfucking pitcher. In the fucking, the K League. Yeah. Fuck out of here, man. Cuckhead motherfucking talking shit. You got, this motherfucker got nerve talking yeah. shit. Yeah. To anybody. About anything. He's supposed to be on the recovery tour. You're talking shit to me? Johnny Football. Call you Johnny Cokehead. Yeah. Sniffing air, he sniff anything. He's one of the motherfuckers that'll sniff anything. Yeah. Baby powder, he don't give a fuck yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> some motherfucker, barstool Nate. I don't even know who this is. Some blogger motherfucker. He got the biggest fucking face you've ever seen. Who's barstool, this? It's some, it's some guy oh, that you'd okay. walk past on the street when nobody. What 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 is he saying? He's talking out the side of his mouth. He's a fucking clown. He got the he got the swollen jaw. <laughs> you need to go get your motherfucking gum to tooth ratio hooked up. Okay? You, you got the big jaw. The mask jaw. Yeah. <laughs> Shit looks fucked up with the yellow teeth. Share. That's Share's son. Never getting any ass. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> Barstool Nate talking shit. Is it Corky? Yeah. Wait, yeah. <laughs> These guys think they're comedians. You think you're a comedian? Come out to LA. Go to the comedy store. Go to the improv. Don't tell the stoolies you're going, and we'll see if you're a comedian. You guys ain't comedians. You're not funny. Write a script. Write a movie. Write a TV show. Your shit is whack. <laughs> Same guys who go at everyone, but when you go at them, it's like... Oh, they're going to be a go. He said, I herpes. Motherfucker, I'll bet anybody there the salary, anybody wants to put it up. Big Cat, Barstool, Nate, Smitty, you, Dave Portnoy, Mike Portnoy, the lawyer, Erica Nardini, the girls in the office... Anybody want to put some money on the ground? You say, oh, this motherfucker got herpes. Why don't we put some money on the ground? Money on the we, could, we could walk into any hospital you want. They could take my blood. And I guarantee you, the doctor will say, there's no sign of herpes. There's never been any sign of herpes. Now, yes, once, yes, in 1987, I did catch gonorrhea. Oh, man. <laughs> but that was an isolated incident. The girl was actually from Boston. She burnt me. Mm. I was dripping makes sense my shit was on fire she was from boston i knew it was a mistake anybody want to take that bet 
All you motherfuckers bet on the horses, bet on this game. Take the bet. Put your money up. Put your money up. Any one of you fucking clowns. This motherfucker Barstool Smitty. Listen, nobody knows you. Nobody's going to know you. This motherfucker looks like Liev Shriver and Amy Schumer had a kid and he was the dick snot that was left over. That's it. I'm done. I don't, I don't know what more to say about these motherfuckers. That's, that's it. I talk better shit than you. I rant better than you. Got better guests than you. Got better guests than you. Got more flavor than you. Got a better theme song than you. Got better beats than you. Better podcast co-host than you. We got the three-time podcast co-host of the year. I went into Barstool. This fucking clown with the bleached asshole. (laughs) Portnoy, when I said G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty three times, he didn't know who you were. They don't fuck with us. How are you going to say... I know who's G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. These guys, all they care about is their Twitter following. Never brought us one guest to the podcast either. They're fucking up our butter soft t shirts. He's at keg parties and all that. 40 year old motherfucker can't get any pussy. You're not getting any ass. This motherfucker tries his best to look, you manscaping fuckboy. Look, we went to Barstool to grow our audience, to make our podcast bigger. And the bottom line is, we received zero support, zero help. We did it all ourselves. We doubled our audience and made more money than probably 80% of their blogging department combined. So, peace. Peace. Yeah. Motherfucking peace. We're coming for that number one spot. You could subscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe. Tell all the tricks of the trade you want. The motherfucking cream will rise to the fucking crop. All the barstool people that fuck with me, I fuck with you. The ones who are player hating, yo, I'm going to see you when I see you. Okay? And, and, and the stoolies, yo, I fuck with you. I know most of you are kids and all that shit. I'll see you when I see you. All the ones I've ever seen in New York, love. And they're going to continue to give me love. Right. Fired me from Barstool. I'm getting work on season two of a motherfucking Netflix show. Be right back. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We're going to do some sick fucks of the week. And then we got the young shooter coming in. Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. It's time for one of the staples of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Another segment that's better than anything on Barstool. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast Gang Bang episode. Yo, Miles, let me get that sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn, you fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did. What? No. 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 There it is. Yes. For all you new listeners, and I know, I know there's a bunch of you out there. Sick Fuck of the Week is an award that is earned, not given. It is an award that is earned, not given. Yes. It's given to a person with a certain je ne sais quoi. A certain charisma. No, the it factor. A teacher who made a sex tape. Wow. A teacher who made a sex tape with students 
in Staten Island, Shaolin, one of the five boroughs. Former Staten Island teacher who resigned in disgrace after making a no-no. A no-no is a porno. Okay, you made a you. Not only were you freaking off with a student, you made a no-no. You couldn't just enjoy the the freak off. You had to make the no-no. You had to put it on tape. She took it to another level. Nadine Sudlow. Somehow, some way, after having sex with her quote unquote pet pupil, got rehired to teach again. That tape must have been a motherfucker. <laughs> What do you mean? She's so good. On the tape, the authorities said, we got to bring her back. They were impressed by the tape, and they forgave her for it. (laughs) Nadine is the sick fuck. Okay? The people that rehired her are also the sick fucks of the week. Congratulations. Yeah. You done made it. Donald Trump, this may be the third or fourth time you made the sick fuck of the week after the terrible shooting in Florida, which we don't need to speak about again. Everybody knows what happened. But the crazy thing about that shooting in Florida is that now the kids from the school are protesting. Like, we as adults can't figure this out. We can't figure out a way to make them safe. So now the kids are going to take the streets. There's going to be a, a cross-country walkout where the students... Yeah. Like I said, metal detective solves this shit. Because you can't get in with it. You know, you don't have the mass killings in uh, urban schools where everybody got motherfucking guts. You don't have them there. Just a metal detector. They won't be able to get it in. You could, or you could find a nut, throw his ass outside. Where, where are we with, that the kids have to protest? That, that's, that's where we're at. That's fucked up. That, that the kids are dealing with the shit. They're I don't not have being the protected. answers. They're not being pr- protected. So this is their way of showing like, yo, somebody said, let's arm the teachers. So you could, like so they, they could get like a pop shot at the fucking guy at the blackboard. I, I wouldn't. It's worth a try. <laughs> then you got to train them. They and don't even if, pay these and teachers. And what if the teachers get in the beef with some of the students and they pull out the gat and then they shoot the motherfucker? <laughs> Can't do it. Won't do it. Can't do that. Metal detectors. Wand. Can't do it. Won't do it. To quote the great Mike Singletary. Can't do it. Won't do it. <laughs> Other sick fuck of the week on a transatlantic flight from Germany to the United States. Now, listen, I flew with my kids. Fortunately, I never had this incident. A mother had her three-year-old on board. The kid was running up and down the aisles, screaming, fussing, causing chaos for the entire flight. Imagine you're flying from Germany to the United States, which has got to be some sort of relief. And on the fucking plane, Shorty is running up and down the aisles the whole time. Caught, knocking shit over, yeah. knocking drinks in. Get your motherfucking kid, lady. Yeah. What you do is you take him in the bathroom when he's doing all that shit. And you come out and then he'll be all right. You don't let nobody see you whoop his ass in the aisle. Okay. You take him in the bathroom. <laughs> that shows the passengers that you are, you're taking this into matters into your hands. <laughs> Get your kid. Straighten him out. He needs to know he can't do shit like that. Running around on the plane course. You're going to make the plane land. They said they almost thought about landing the plane for eight hours straight. Man, I couldn't have been on that. Then then you'd be on some uh, airplane shit. Remember when they all came and slapped the shit out of the motherfucker? Yeah. That's what you do. You got to slap the parent. Like, yo, get your kid, Duke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Finally, another incident on a plane. You know, I got to say, there's less dog, goat, and cow fucking this year than there was last year yeah. so far. Six yeah. fucks of the weekend. I want to say good. Yeah. I want to say good. I'm glad the rates are down because last year, by this yeah, time, yeah. we had like had, we, we, we were hard to keep control of things. Right. Last year, 2017, uh, by uh, mid-February, it was like goats were getting hit up. Yeah. Dogs were getting hit up. Zebras, all Chickens, kind of shit. Uh, so far, not that much this year. So yeah. I, I think good. good. And I want to credit the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast for giving a little bit more attention on these people. Right. Another flight incident. Two men on a flight, a Dutch flight. So I don't know where. We don't fact check at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We're f- complained to the pilot so many times because money was farting all up in the plane. He gassed the shit. Money was shitting all in his pants on the plane. Like he stunk the whole plane. They complained. They had to do an emergency landing. That's a fact. Oh, the pilot. See, that's bugged. I would. They need to just, yo, money, you staying in the bathroom. Yeah. We're not landing. We're going to lock you in the bathroom. Clean yourself up. And if you can't control yourself, you're staying in the bathroom. We don't give We're a not fuck. There's no the suit See, the pilots, yo, give the reins to the co-pilot and go back there and regulate the cabin. That's it. We can't land a plane because this dude is shitting in his pants. People got to go places. Finally, you could throw in the Wonder Bread bag treatment. Uh, This is the true essence of a sick fuck. And if you look up this guy, Dr. Matthew Fader, he is the poster boy look of a sick fuck. He looks like a sick fuck. He behaved terribly. 137 offenses, pedophile, sentenced to 32 years. I want to wish you well. Getting that olive oil and that Wonder Bread bag treatment. They coming for you. He got the, uh, the the bozo, the clown, curly hair. They gonna have that hair. Yeah. They gonna hold that nice. You better cut it. Yeah, because <laughs> that's just leverage. Yeah. Hell yeah. They gonna wear your ass out in there, man. Thank God this guy will be locked up. Thank God who will be getting Wonder Bread bag. Probably no olive. You don't get no olive oil. Good judge. That's a good judge. Good sentence. Thirty-two years. You're yeah. not coming out. Good. All right. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Take a quick break. Then we got the young shooter uh, coming on with his review of uh, the Black Panther, which we just saw. Stay with me. All right. As I told you, the young shooter, Dean Collins, was going to be in the house. Um, this is the I Am Rappaport gangbang podcast. I'm taking uh taking up all that space all up in the rectum um so shooter um what's going on in your life since you last came on you made a big splash i'm happy to be here again. you, you know it's cool because when you first came on the podcast people were like ah oh, the shooter the shooter the shooter it's just a different voice than moody now today we have everybody the whole crew up in here because it's it's the gangbang. I wish I was a part of that gangbang, though. Oh, no, we gangbanging right now. Oh, we can gangbang. No, no, no. It, it, this is the I Am Rapport. Gangbang. We gangbanging. Okay, we gangbanging. We, we skeeting. Okay. We skeeting all up in them. Because you know I, I have a lot to say about the Oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into we'll, it. We'll get into that. Um, Black Panther. 
Oh, shit. We saw that together. Me and the young shooter went to go see Black Panther. Now, I want to say this. Yeah. I'm on the record many, 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 many times saying I don't fuck with Marvel Superhero. comics, superheroes. I don't fuck with uh, um, Game of Thrones, uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, uh, Superman, Superman versus Iron Man. No, we got you. Batman, none of that shit. Yes. Yes, Heath Ledger was dope in none Dark Knight. Of, yo, careful. Careful with the whole Heath Ledger was dope in Dark Knight. What are you trying to say about that? Because that... That's untouchable, that movie. The movie itself, no, I couldn't no, tell. No, head bro, from the, no. I don't, I can't, listen, it's not, no. it's not some sort of prejudice. I can't follow the story or get. The Dark Knight? Any of it. All right. Well, any that's, that's any that. of them, any of them, any of those kinds of movies, any DC Marvel movies, I can't, I haven't seen one in so long. And that's why I'm really glad that I went to go see Black Panther because number one, I'm going to go see Black Panther. Of course. I mean, well, everybody went to go see but it. But why this. are you going to see it specifically? Well, let because me ask there is you, so why? much excitement on it. Um, I feel like it's a cultural moment. Uh huh. Um, and the soundtrack, I heard the music was dope. It was. And it's dope. just, it's, yo, and you know what else? Ryan Coogler. Yes. Director of uh, Fruitville Station. He directed Black Panther? I'm an, you should be kicked. You don't know who directed Black Panther? No, I know Ryan Coogler, but I didn't know he did Fruitvale Station. He did Fruitvale Station and Creed. Oh, shit. That's crazy. So so he, he went from Fruitvale Station, which is a small little movie. I know. To Creed, which is a bigger movie, which Creed is such an underdog movie because who would have thought that after all the Rockies, Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan, and Stallone would have been able to have a vision enough to make a totally legitimate, compelling, brand new take on all things Rocky. And then fast forward, you're making one of the most epic, like, superhero style movies. I mean, like you said, I I'm with you on the whole superhero genre. I think, like, the last amazing, I'm talking great, superhero film that I saw was <laughs> The Dark Knight. I mean, that that really was, like, my favorite shit. That That's incredible, but... Uh, as far as you know, Avengers, new Spider-Man. This not, no, I'm with you. I, 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 I can't I don't see like any, any of it, and it's no disrespect. It's just my brain. I get it. it. Doesn't it doesn't compute? I get it. I don't like, like it's it hard to understand. Like, oh, the good guy, the bad guy. Like, oh, this, that, and the other. Like, if it's real basic bones, like Christopher Reeves Superman with Marlon Brando. Like, oh, he's he's making uh, earthquakes happen around the world. I need the kryptonite. I fly up there. I get the kryptonite. I come down. When it gets into I know, bro, all this like, other shit. We're not in the 1950s shit, anymore, dude. I get that. I'm just saying like all this, like Iron Man couldn't make no, heads or tails of it. really great. Couldn't make heads or tails. No disrespect. Again, I have to say it again. Um, no disrespect, but I, I can't make heads or tails okay, of it. Okay, it's not your thing. Okay, so. Just say it's not your thing. Let's, I said it. Okay, so you I said it. So that say, being said, going I really dug Black Panther. Now I'm going to be honest. There was a lot of times where my mind wandered because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like plot wise. I mean, you literally every two seconds, I feel like you were tapping me, going, "What did he say? What, what's going on here? Who's the bad guy in this?" And and I'm like, "Bro, just shut the fuck up and let me watch the movie because I can follow it." You you just thought it looked good, right? I mean, I don't want to speak. The actors for you. were great. It was beautiful. Yes. I, I, it had these undertones. Uh, like I felt like there was these subliminal messages in it that were dope. Yep. I mean, it's it's dope. What is your take on Black Panther? <laughs> I thought Black Panther was. Epic, and like you said, I don't, I don't see a lot of superhero movies. These we said days. that seven times. You know what? Actually, you, you, wait, 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 you said no, it too. No, I don't. Wait, here, here's what I want to say. Before, stop, because before I start going in, I know it's your podcast, but before I start going well, this into is a special it, special episode. It's the that, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Gang, gang bang. bang.
I, skeeting up I all, you. skeeting all up in you. But here's here's the rule, because I'm going to make this rule on your own podcast. That's how fucking crazy I am. I just want to say, you can't take up 10 minutes to say the same shit of, I don't fuck with superhero movies if it was 1950. This and that. But when I say, I don't like superhero movies, and then I'm going into my thing, let me keep going. You okay. can't cut me off after me saying it oh, once. No doubt, no doubt. No doubt. Okay? okay, let me just say, okay. I'm prefacing it by saying, I don't like superhero movies. I haven't seen them in a long time, That's but I went, up. but I'm moving on. See how quick I go. Okay. Now I'm moving on, and I saw Black Panther with you. I was blown away. I thought the movie visually was fucking sick. Yes. It was unlike any other superhero movies that I've seen lately. It was like how it felt like a 400 500 million dollar budget i think it was 200 million I, in, was it? in the it first felt, week it made 300 it, i mean i knew it was going to kill it but it was different it was it was a lot different and it felt like a live it almost felt like a live action lion king to me it was kind of like michael b jordan and and chadwick boseman they were kind of like you know um i'm blanking on the two characters from lion king but nala and whatever uh, yeah, yeah. anyway uh, it was very similar to that. The music was sick, and uh, I can't recommend it enough. That's my little summary. It was it the was music awesome. was sick. Soundtrack. I mean, it, it like was the, great. The sound in the theater was crazy. Yeah, like this is definitely a movie going oh, experience. Like this isn't like oh I'll wait to catch it on DVD. No, 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 no. Or I'll, I'll catch it on on uh, you know iTunes. Like you no. want to go see it in the theater because you get uh, more bang for your buck. And don't bootleg that shit. Don't, don't be a piece of shit it. and start torrenting. And you yeah. know I'm guilty of that shit sometimes. But come on, go support this shit. It's really Not good. That it needs you know an extra fucking twenty dollars. I would love to get Ryan Coogler on the podcast. That guy's a sick filmmaker. So sick. He went from Fruitvale Station to Creed to this to, shit. I mean, this is like. Holy shit. Anyway. I, I wonder if he's going to continue to do big movies or he's going to go back to more plot-driven, well, character-driven. He could definitely do the big movies. I mean... He, I know, but this must have taken like two years. Like, I mean, oh, doing yeah. a Black Panther movie, like doing one of these movies, these monster, huge budget special effects, uh, uh, all that sort of thing, it takes a lot out of you. The one thing I don't understand, and again, this happens in, in several of these these DC, no, Marvel... we get it. We get was it. This, was this DC or Marvel? This was Marvel. Marvel. But but why do they all speak in that old English accent? What do you mean? Like everybody in this, they don't speak like they're from like Chicago or they're from New York or they're from like, I don't know, they have that accent. Oh, oh well, they had like a very African accent in this movie. Like there were a lot of different like... But there was all sorts of different, like, yeah, and, were, and, and the white dude, the villain guy. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he, what, he was Irish or whatever the hell he was. Yeah, but why isn't anybody from Jersey? There are. There are. I mean, look at like, well, look. What? There was nobody in there like, yo, like talking like he was from Jersey. I mean, there were, but like Stan Lee, you know, he created all this shit. He was the, he made the comics. So is Stan Lee from uh, like England? No, he's not from England. So, so why like, does look he at have Spider the Spider-Man, that shit's like New York driven. What are you talking about? Okay, I'm just asking. I just like, I just don't understand. Like, you know, just, just let it go. You enjoyed the movie. Like, I enjoyed I'm not gonna, the movie. Like, I really I want, enjoyed the movie. I want off this roller coaster with you now. Like we're, we're talking about this fucking movie for I 20 minutes. I highly recommend it. I give it two thumbs up. You, we, we, That's great. we give it we collectively two thumbs, two thumbs up. up. And let's just end it at that. All right. We so enjoyed it. Since this is the uh, I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast uh, gangbang, listen. Me and Moody, we talked about uh, uh, all this shit. Uh, uh, my man, uh, Dean Collins, a young shooter, he's been rocking with us uh, from the beginning of the whole barstool fiasco. Um, 
and you had, you know, these people are closer to your demographic um, since you're, what are you, 27? 27. I'll be 28 in a, in a month. My man, my man, my man. Nobody's. Oh, oh God. You trying to get birthday I, I, gifts. Oh, I hope I don't, I hope I don't say that my birthday's in a few months. I'm turning 28. God forbid I fucking drop that on the podcast. But are you trying to get gifts or something? Like, why, why do you, I want gifts? Why don't you go talk about Talenti for 20 more minutes? Or, or what, what other sponsor do we have to go Shit. pull? Shout out to Hagendaz. Go ahead. Talk about Hagendaz. Shagendaz. Hagendaz. Shagendaz. Hagendaz hit me up after we were talking about them on the last podcast. And what did I say? You said. I said, yo, Hagen. I said, the fact that they're calling, you should be like, yo, what did I say? I'm trying to stay away from yeah, you. Don't, don't call hit me, me while I'm don't, fasting. Don't hit me up. That was the whole point of the podcast was I'm trying to stay away from your ass. Now, I will say this because this is the first podcast since the fast. Done with the fast. Feel fantastic. I'm going to do it again. Uh, again, the hardest thing about it was the socialization of the eating, but as far as the way my body felt um, and, and like my stamina and, I, and like it wasn't like I was depleted or anything like that, yeah. I'm going to do it again next month because I think the, the way to really have it help your body for what I need it for, which yes. is medical reasons uh, and not it's not for any, any uh, you know, weight loss stuff because I look, I mean, I'm... I'm like a fucking brick shit house. Over well, here. I mean, literally, like the other day, I, I think you turned to me. You were like, "God damn, I'm a fat bastard. I need to." I lose never this fucking weight. said that. You said like I need to lose all this. No, weight. I, I didn't fucking like, say that. You were like, I look like shit. Like, I didn't I fucking say that. Okay, you didn't say it. I didn't fucking say that. We did enjoy a scoop of ice cream today as a celebratory. Um, um, just freedom, freedom. Just, away from all the fucking or all the all the barstool. What, what can I get? Can I get into any of this barstool shit? Get into with you? it. Like, like you, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, what has you been your take from the beginning? Here's been my take, okay? And I, and I haven't been able to publicly say anything. Right, we, we, we didn't publicly say anything. But I will say this, without, without in hindsight, we've had issue with this from the beginning. We knew going into this that it would possibly end this way. It was, it was surrounded by hate every single time. Player hating. Yes, and every time that there would be a post of you on Barstool, any rant that you did, any this that you did, Every single comment was negative. It was fire this guy. It was all horrible shit. It was, you were surrounding yourself with this negativity. And you know what? The truth is, you know, it's been negative from day one. I've always come over to you on the sidelines, not publicly, but I've always said, I don't fuck with Barstool. I don't like what they're all about. They have so much We can't say them all. Okay, I'm just saying the majority of what I've seen, okay, that have been fucking with you, it gets to me where I'm like, I'm trying to get your back. And like, I see these you know, okay, you're posting these like Sports Illustrated, whatever of these girls. That's great. Saturdays are for the boys. It's all regurgitated, yeah, fucking. It's 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 all. You're not Playboy. You're not fucking Sports Illustrated. And the truth is, when employees of the company are talking shit about you, and you're still to be working there, to me that is one of the fucking most disrespectful and unprofessional things you could do. The truth is you're a fucking little like, and, and like, I'm not shouting these guys out, but I do want to call their names out oh, by yeah. name. Smitty, that piece of shit who yeah. I don't, I don't fuck with that guy. I, I, I don't like that guy. Barstool. That's the thing about them too. They all have the word barstool next to their name. Cause Why without the fucking that barstool, next without, to their without name? fucking, without that word barstool next to their name, you got barstool KFC barstool. Um, there's fucking barstool Smitty barstool, Ted, Nate barstool, stoolie fucking Dan without that fucking stool or bar next to your name handle you're just you're just a fucking frat boy that's still living in mom's house that's so it. that's it so the truth is but back to my point of the fact is that you were and the employees okay who all think they're stand-up comedians you ain't is, stand-up comedians right, you're all like they only do stand-up in front of 
Right. Let's see come you to the comedy set. store. Yeah, let's see you guys do. A come set. to the improv. Just right. pop up You're on a regular funny. night with, with some real comedians, Joe Rogan yes. and motherfucking Brian Callen yes. and all the people. Come to a real comedy store and just get a real yeah, set. Exactly. You're not funny. You're not funny. You got funny looking faces. Funny looking faces. But that's the extent of the funny. So what I was saying was the fact is that their employees are standing around bashing your ass. Okay. Talking this, talking that, talking this, talking that. While you're the fact that fucking little coward-ass Dave Portnoy, the pizza delivery boy, can't fucking say, hey, guys, guys, what are you doing? We, I hired Michael Rappaport. I'm paying him to do this shit. I hired him for a reason, and you guys are all bashing him? I would say we need a fucking board meeting right now. Get in here. I'll say put your personal shit aside if you don't like Michael, if you feel this way about him, you feel that way about him. But as far as the company goes, you're going to publicly bash him as an employee, as an employee Right, here? even before this weekend. But, oh, before I'm talking well before right, this. They've been right, doing it. Right. They've been attacking you on Twitter, especially right. Smitty right. and KFC Barstool. You know why that Smitty hoe, you know what he wants? He was so fucking jealous and envious that we started the fantasy football podcast and this weekend after the whole situation with the firing he's he wrote a blog who the fuck blogs anymore anyway listen, that listen, shit is trash listen, your, bo- your blog is trash and he wrote a blog at the end of it he he asked for his fantasy football podcast back you're not getting a podcast motherfucker and everybody got a podcast podcasts are like assholes yeah everybody's got one and they still ain't giving you a motherfucking yeah, you know podcast what? when see when we turn off these microphones you go off to go do atypical you go off to do your sports shit on fox you go off to go do this you do that they write their blog and that's their fucking life right there okay right. now i'm not trying to shame anybody that like hardcore like that but i will no, say these motherfuckers but i will shame. say these in particular okay yeah the ones because i'm gonna preface this by saying like. this again not all i don't have problem with all the barstool people i think uh, let me just shout out because uh, even if you said some bad shit right now i i have no agenda with this but i do want to say i i do find uh i do find barstool big cat to be a funny dude and he seemed like a genuine guy and I'm not here to say, give him compliments. He seemed like a genuine guy when he called me Sunday morning too. And then it, Monday he's talking shit. I, you know, I get it. That, that's the company. Like I do nah, understand Nah, because that, Pat but... McAfee kept a G. All right, fine. But I, Pat but I McAfee do... kept a G because uh, Big Cat called me Sunday and it was a normal conversation. Right. And then you get on your little PMT bullshit part of my take, which I'm letting you know now. I'm letting you know now, the I Am Rapport Stereo Pog is going to come. We're going to take your spot. Then we're going to bang you in the ass. And then you could bleach your little asshole. That's happening. Now, we're gonna we're gonna up. fuck the number one spot right out of you. Okay. You could subscribe, resubscribe, and try all your little analytic, or analytic your little, motherfucker, all your little analytic tricks, yeah. all that bullshit. Yeah. Because like I said earlier, content is better than yours. Theme song is better than yours. Music is better than yours. We're funnier than you. We're realer than you. Portnoy even did the fucking little firing video in his. In his in your selfie style shit. Yeah, I made that. I with, invented you, that. You shit. Fired fuck. Like you, fi- the, you, you, you can't even come up with your own shit. And, and let me let me shout out one other stoolie while I'm at it. Okay. okay. I want to just shout out um, KFC stoolie. Oh yeah. I want to shout him out. Real he got quick. the face. I'm not about even. I'm, you could say that. I'm not. I I don't condone you saying face i don't but he got that similar face like i bet you he I, got I, that i understand what you're saying but i've I, always thought i'm not about that so no i'm not saying he has like light of that yeah but i'm saying like he has that sort of like he's got a face but right. that's it so anyway that's my take on it um and i think this is a big weight off of your shoulders you, you, you know what i felt like i mean what did i say to you sunday i said i felt like uh, i was with a naggy 
player-hating, cheating-ass bitch, and I finally got rid of her. That's that's literally what I felt. Like, I was like, I felt they relieved. Never had, they ne- I've always they never, told you. They, they never had my back. I always told you because that. Because I fuck better. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. No, what, what do you mean? They never had your back because you fuck better? Yeah, that, they're mad because about? I fuck better. What do you, bro? That's just a fact. What are you talking about, bro? They, they, I fuck better. If, if they, if they yeah, could fuck, you... they'd have some chicks. Nah, man, I don't know what fucking argument you're even right, talking about. Listen, at that point. Dean, I appreciate you. Uh, nah, you I got me. your back. I'm, I'm in the long run, bro. All right, yo. Anyway, shooter. it's been a pleasure. I just need to get that off my chest, man. I'm, I'm glad you're not rocking with them. You don't need them, and I you're am, better than that. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast Gang Bang episode. Uh, we'll be right back. What can I say? Moody? Yes. Miles? Boom. Jordan? Yes. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We're not going anywhere. Under adversity, we flip the script. We put our shit out. More and more hits. More and more guests. More and more fire. More and more beats. More and more of that Willie Hutch. All you little fucking stoolies. In the frat house over there in Manhattan. Yeah. Look up Willie Hutch. Firing fuck boys. Look it up. Look up that Willie Hutch. Go listen to some some OJs. <laughs> some temptations. Some of that earth, wind, and fire. Get your fucking mind right. Music is more than just the motherfucking. <laughs> See, I am Rap for Stereo Podcast. We're out. <laughs>